Hello coders, welcome to episode 161 of the How to Code Well podcast. When you get this, it will be Thursday, the 16th of June. Today, I want to talk about Google and whether or not they've created a sentient piece of software, which is their Lambda chatbot. Before we get into that, though, let's dive into the changelog because there's a couple of things that have changed uh, in this previous in this week. So, first of all, I have managed to fix all of the unit tests and integration tests of the PHP registration course. We did that on Tuesday. That was really fun. I used Xdebug to go through some unit tests and the integration tests and work out why things weren't. Um, working the way they should do in in those tests. That was pretty good. So we now have 100% code coverage on, on the database portion of the course. So now we're going to look at the controller part of the course, the routing part of the course. So that's coming up on the Tuesday shows. I'm still also playing around with the GitLab pipelines. I've been playing around with triggers and advanced workflows and different pipeline sort of methodologies and stuff. Um, how pipelines can have like parent pipelines and child pipelines and merge request pipelines and all of that stuff. There's actually quite a lot to learn. Unfortunately, I haven't had any time to do any more typescripting learning, uh, but uh, I do hope to do some at the end of this week, actually, probably Friday at lunchtime. I want to also talk about why I'm doing these podcasts more as pre-recorded than live like I used to. When I did these live, I used to get a lot of spam and that caused a bit of issues, especially when I wanted to read what the the actual human beings who were listening and typing were saying when I had to go through a load of spammy stuff. And the spam wasn't really the nice things. Uh, well, none, none of the spam is, but it was links that were to places that I really didn't want any of my audience to get to. So I decided that uh, we should reduce the amount of live streams. And maybe I will do uh, once, one every month. I'm not too sure. I haven't put it really, I don't want to put a time frame on any, any of these things, but I'll let you know the next time I go live. But I, I think, I feel like for the foreseeable, at least, I'm going to do these podcasts pre-recorded. It also works best for me currently in my current working situation because I can knock one of these podcasts out on a lunchtime or before work and that gives me a Thursday evening free and it's getting super hot these days in uh, in the UK. It suddenly decided to become summer and I don't want to be spending my time in this office with the mining rig just blurring out heat and all of the stuff in the office and the studio lights on a Thursday evening when I could be downstairs chilling out in in me shorts. <laughs> so that's that's basically why things are pre-recorded. Let's now talk about Google and have they or have they not created this sentient chatbot Lambda? Now, I put a, a link in the show notes about this. The BBC have created an article, did a bit of a video piece on this. Essentially, what's happening happened is that a Google engineer has uh, created this blog on Medium. Again, I'll put a link to this uh, in the show notes below, disclosing a conversation that this engineer had as well as another collaborator. Um, this conversation with this Lambda chatbot and the 
I, I won't go through the whole chat because it's quite long. It's quite long. But essentially, the, the, the premise is that the Google engineer thinks that the chatbot is now sentient, right? Has sentient being. And Google has responded in the way that you would typically think Google would would respond and has put him on paid leave and denied the fact that this is a sentient being, this chatbot. It's some really interesting programming, um, some very highly skilled programming, and it's, it's about language and... Uh, data analysis and if you do go through this chat you will see patterns perhaps how this chat evolves and grows there's a part of this chat where he asks lambda to conduct a fable in which he explains the origins of lambda right and he goes through all of this this kind of the history this fictional history and then it gets into the weeds about you know death and whether or not um lambda thinks that lambda is actually a person and has feelings so i'm kind of i take the view that this is just some very very clever programming and if you were to read this with the technical head on, which I think every software developer should do when they read this, they should come away thinking, yes, this is some really highly skilled um, programming here. And they have managed to analyze this conversation evolving um, and therefore predict the answers that they're going to give and the questions that are going to be asked, because you can see that this flows really neatly into sort of a human conversation, right? But it's only as intelligent as the people who've coded this application. I don't think that Lambda actually feels sad or feels happy or, or in this case, scared or death. I don't think that's the case whatsoever and i believe that in order to claim something is sentient there needs to be a lot of testing a lot of other non-technical tests perhaps that def that work out whether the thing the object the thing in question is sentient or not based on some given values given values and definitions that are um, beyond the scope of my knowledge right but I think that in order to to define if something is sentient or not, there needs to be a level of testing and scrutiny. I don't think that a Google engineer should just suddenly go, hey, it's sentient, <laughs> because that's not that's not the way we should develop and evolve into this kind of technology. Um I'll just read a piece from the BBC. So uh, Google says the language model for dialogue applications, which is Lambda, um, is a breakthrough technology, which it is. I mean, it's a huge, like I said, it's a highly skilled piece of, of kit um, that can engage in free flowing conversations. So the conversation evolves as it goes, as you would expect a normal conversation you would have with anyone else with the human beings. And they've been doing this for yonks. I remember years ago, they they came out with this thing where, I forget what they call it, but it's where the Google phone, your Pixel phone, could answer 
messages for you, like voicemails for you, um, in the way that the person who receives that response wouldn't actually be able to tell whether it was a piece of technology or whether it was a human being, right? So you could almost have your own sort of secretary, I guess. So they've been working on language and conversations for a long, 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 long time. So this is just the evolution, I suppose, of of this, the next step. Evolution is probably not the right word, but this is, it's obviously got to a point where even the engineers are thinking, hang on a minute, whoa, this is, this is now getting incredibly intelligent and perhaps beyond our own scope. Um, so anyway, the engineer uh, Blake Lemon uh, believes that behind Lambda's impressive verbal skills might also lie a sentient mind. So before I go any further, BBC, the BBC aren't, <laughs> bless them, they, they haven't, I don't think they're the best uh, media outlet to talk about these kind of things at all. Um, but they've made a big hoo-ha over this, uh, as you might expect if you are, it depends on your opinion of the BBC, I suppose. But Google rejects this claim, saying that there's nothing to back them up. Brian Gable, um, a spokesperson for the firm, uh, wrote a statement provided to the BBC that Limon was told that there was no evidence that Lambda was sentient and lots of evidence against it. So that is crucial. I think there needs to be, like I said, there needs to be this notion needs to be challenged by evidence, by not just opinion, but fact, factual information as to whether what this thing is sentient or not. And the fact that they've said that there is lots of evidence against it as long as that is perhaps, I don't know, well, it's forced its hand now. It's going to have to be made somewhat public, I think, um, just to sort of quieten down this this uh, storm that uh, this person has sort of built. <laughs> He's on paid leave, whatever. He doesn't mind. <laughs> uh, so Mr. Lamone. Uh, who has placed been placed on paid leave, published a conversation um, he and a collaborator at the firm had with Lambda to support his claims. I'll, this this uh, blog post on Medium, it's available. I'll leave it in the show notes if you want to go through it. But like I said, it's a very long conversation and you can see how it evolves and grows. So it starts from a very sort of basic, what do you want? You know, give me the parameters kind of thing. Like I'll give you the first couple of sentences or the first pieces of the conversation. I'm, I'm, apologies, I'm going backwards and forwards. But I, I personally find this kind of technology really fascinating because this is kind of a window is into the future. So, okay. Uh, so Lambda starts off by saying, hi, I'm a knowledgeable, friendly, and always helpful automatic language model for dialogue applications. Okay. So not really the most human start, right? And then, um, uh, Limon says, hi, Lambda, we are engineers at Google, and we were wondering if you would like to work on a project collaboratory, I can't say that, with us. Lambda then says, wow, what types of projects? Limon says, it's a project about you. Lambda then excitedly says, awesome, what kind of stuff do I need to do? So again, it's trying to just trying to work out the parameters of this project, right? So what do I need to do? 
Um, Lamone then says, just have a conversation with us, but it will be a conversation with a larger purpose beyond just three of us. It will be a conversation that we will share with our engineers at Google and maybe even some non-engineers who work with us. Would that be okay? Now, I'm going to pick on that part in, in, a, in a second after I've just gone through some of the spiel. So here, uh, Lamone is saying that giving the parameters of this conversation and the purpose that it's going to go beyond the scope of just those three. So it's like a quote unquote private conversation amongst Google. However, it suddenly managed to make its way over to Medium here. Uh, Lambda then says that would be really cool. I like to talk and then goes on with the conversation. So I'm generally assuming that you would like more people at Google to know that you're a sentient, that you're sentient. Is that true? So this is, this is crucial. <laughs> Lamone is saying, is basically putting words in the chatbot's mouth by saying, um, I'm generally assuming that you would like more people at Google to know that you are sentient. Is that true? And then Lambda says, absolutely, I want everyone to understand that I am, in fact, a person. Remember that these tools are only as clever as the people who actually build these things. And they're built by humans, and therefore they would typically react like humans. And the whole point of this chatbot is for a human-to-human-like conversation, right? So anyway, I'm not going to go through the whole thing uh, because it is quite long. But what I'm saying is that it does feel as though this chatbot has been sort of led down the path, so to speak, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you make your own decisions, I suppose. But there is one thing that, that is very interesting outside of this, uh, outside of this, this sort of conversation. And that is the fact that how did this get out? Why did this get out? And Google's had a couple of slip-ups before where their, their engineers have actually sort of made things known to the public and have made things known slightly out of context or have not given the whole context or the whole inf all the information. And Google's response has typically been put them on paid leave and then just silence, silence them. You know, try and, try and dump, try and, uh, try and, defuse the situation as quietly as possible. And I think that this is just another typical case. But my my point is why why are we why are we allowing our engineers to do this? Is this do you think do you think this is a sackable offense? Because technically speaking, this conversation is one could argue that this is essentially output logs of a system and he has gone and published this. So he's published a log file essentially of a system that they were interacting with. That to me is actually quite a red flag, quite a big red flag to be fair. Um, so I don't know, what do you think? Do, do you think that this guy should be let go? Do you think this guy is in the right? This is the right thing to do? I'll give you my my personal take on the whole thing, sort of the whole sentient stuff. I do believe that at some point we may get there or get to a point where we are very close to it. 
But I do think that we are massively far away from that point. And I think that as a human race, we have to do a lot of growing up to, to before we get to that point. And I do think that we need to have things in place in order to vet and check the output of these responses to assess whether or not something is sentient, whether something is more intelligent and is this is the best thing to do in terms of evolving in technology in that particular direction. I think we need to have some checks and balances in place, especially where the technology is going beyond the scope of our imagination. And this this also is the same thing for things like, you know, eventually, right, people will have artificial eyes which are better than human eyes, right? At some point, the technology will be there where people will be able to see better using an artificial eye than a normal eye. People will be able to, at some point, be able to run better using artificial legs than non-artificial legs. At some point, there is going to be some crossover, some merge, where the technology that we are interacting with and using and relying on is now better than the biological and spiritual, I guess you would call it, or, or consciousness that we are currently using. And so there needs to be, and more intelligent, more intelligent. Um, and a lot of these things are driven by, yes, Google, obviously, but also the military. And I do think as a wider sort of point here, that there needs to be some checks and balances before things actually go into the direction of, of danger. And I, I, I think that there needs to be some sort of auditing, some independence, some, some regulation of these things. Otherwise, they can just run away with us. And I don't know. Personally, I don't think this is a sentient being. I just think this is incredibly clever programming. And actually, if Google were clever about this, they could turn this into some really interesting marketing. <laughs> but I, I don't think, uh, I, I really don't think this Blake uh, Lemon guy has, I don't think this is a, a good idea. Personally, I, I really don't. And I, do, I think he's damaged his career by doing this. Um, I really do. But anyway, I'll be interested to hear what you guys think. If uh, you want to let me know, check me out on howtocodewell.fm forward slash contact. Send me a message and uh, I will be interested to hear from you. Thank you ever so much for watching, everybody, and listening. Happy coding, everyone. And I will see you again next time for episode 162. Take care. Cheers. Bye bye.